November 12th, Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 16. What is faith? It is the confident assurance that what we hope for is going to happen. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. God gave His approval to people in days of old because of their faith. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. God accepted Abel's offering to show that he was a righteous man. And although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us because of his faith. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. Suddenly he disappeared because God took him. But before he was taken up, he was approved as pleasing to God. So, you see, it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that there is a God and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. It was by faith that Noah built an ark to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God, who warned him about something that had never happened before. By his faith he condemned the rest of the world and was made right in God's sight. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going, and even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith, for he was like a foreigner living in a tent. And so did Isaac and Jacob, to whom God gave the same promise. Abraham did this because he was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. It was by faith that Sarah, together with Abraham, was able to have a child, even though they were too old and Sarah was barren. Abraham believed that God would keep his promise. And so a whole nation came from this one man, Abraham, who was too old to have any children, a nation with so many people that, like the stars of the sky and the sand on the seashore, there is no way to count them. All these faithful ones died without receiving what God had promised them, but they saw it all from a distance and welcomed the promises of God. They agreed that they were no more than foreigners and nomads here on earth, and obviously people who talk like that are looking forward to a country they can call their own. If they had met the country they came from, they would have found a way to go back. But they were looking for a better place, a heavenly homeland. That is why God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He has prepared a heavenly city for them. Millions are crying, what can I do to be saved from the pressures of life? The pressures are just so great. We have great technology to save time, but we have less time than ever. Escapism is a subconscious mechanism to escape reality. Job said, my days are spent without hope. Isaiah the prophet said, even the youths shall faint and be weary. Cain, who had killed Abel, had a terrible guilt in his life. And he said, my burden is greater than I can bear. Job who suffered so much in the Bible, wanted to die. Thousands of people are suffering from some sort of mental illness. 
We're called the tormented generation. The tensions in the home, problems at work, health problems, making ends meet. We want to scream at life. We want to escape from life. The psalmist said, and I said, oh, that I had the wings like a dove, for then I would fly away and be at rest. Have you said that? I'd like to just fly away from my problem, get away from it, and have rest. The psalmist's longing to escape has become the cry of the world today, but there doesn't seem to be any way out for you. To those people, Jesus said, I'm the way out. Jesus said, I'm the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. In the sight of God, man is an individual. And God looks upon you as an individual that he loves. He has the hairs of your head numbered. He sees the sparrow fall. He loves you, he's interested in you, and he wants you to talk to him and tell him what your problems are, and he will help you. He loves you so much that he died on the cross for you and shed his blood for you. And if you repent of your sins and receive him into your heart, you'll be saved, you'll go to heaven. You don't have to straighten out your life first. You don't have to go home and do something good in order to find Christ. You do that after you've come to Christ. We don't have to make ourselves well before going to a doctor. He sees sick people. He doesn't see well people. Jesus was called the great physician. He said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. And we're all sinners, so are you. The blind man came to Jesus just as he was. The leper came just as he was. You can come to Christ tonight just as you are. You don't have to go and clean up anything. You don't have to go change clothes and put on your Sunday best. Just come as you are and say, Lord, I am just a person in need of Christ. I need to know that I know Christ. What do I have to do to believe? You have to become as a little child. The Bible says all the way through the New Testament, that we enter the kingdom of God by faith. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. In Ephesians 2, it says, For by grace are you saved through faith. Now, grace means something you don't earn. You don't work for it. You can't work your way to heaven. You can't get good enough to get to heaven. The word believe implies commitment, surrender. You believe in the person of Christ. And that word believe means that you commit your life to Him. You're not trusting anything for your future. The little boy that I heard about, he 